Good afternoon. This is Monday, April 1st. My name is Elise Paxson, and I am reading from Burton's Anatomy of Melancholy. And uh, we are continuing today, Democritus to the Reader. And uh, one thing I've noticed is that Burton does an awful lot of name dropping, usually uh, ancient uh, sources, Greek philosophers, and some other uh, scholars from his time. So what I've been doing is I kind of make a list of people who I haven't heard of and look them up. And if I find anything interesting about them, I'll share it. Um, Most of them, again, are just scholars um, who've written things over time that he was using sort of to back up his arguments. So here is today's section from Democritus to the Reader. He's continuing to talk about why he's writing this book. You have had a reason of the name. If the title and inscription offend your gravity, were it a sufficient justification to accuse others, I could produce many sober treatises, even sermons themselves, which in their fronts carry more fantastical names. Howsoever, it is a kind of policy in these days to prefix a fantastical title to a book which is to be sold, for, as larks come down to a day net, many vain writers, readers, will tarry and stand gazing like silly passengers in an antique picture in a painter's shop that will not look at a judicious piece. And indeed, as Scalinger observes, nothing more invites a reader than an argument unlooked for, unthought of, and sells better than a scurril pamphlet. Many men, saith Jellius, are very conceited in their inscriptions, and able, as Pliny quotes out of Seneca, to make him loiter by the way that went in haste to fetch a midwife for his daughter, now ready to lie down. For my part, I have honorable precedents for this which I have done. I will cite one for all, Anthony Zara, his Anatomy of Wit, in four sections, members, subsections, etc., to be read in our libraries. If any man accept against the matter or manner of treating of this my subject, and will demand a reason of it, I can allege more than one. I write of melancholy by being busy to avoid melancholy. There is no greater cause of melancholy than idleness, quote, no better cure than business, unquote, as racist holds. And how be it, to be busy in toys is to small purpose, yet hear that divine Seneca, better do to no end than nothing. I wrote, therefore, and busied myself in this playing labor with Vectius and Macrobius. Poets would profit or delight mankind, and with the pleasing have the instructive joined. Profit and pleasure, then, to mix with art, to inform the judgment, nor offend the heart, shall gain all votes. To this end I write, like them, saith Lucian, that, quote, recite to trees and declaim to pillars for want of auditors, unquote. as Paulus Eginita ingenuously confesseth, quote, not that anything was unknown or admitted, but to exercise myself, unquote. which course, if some took, I think it would be good for their bodies, and much better for their souls, or peradventure as others do, for fame, to show myself. I might be of Thucydides' opinion, to know a thing and not to express it, is all one as if he knew it not. 
When I first took this task in hand, this I aimed at, to ease my mind by writing. For I had a kind of imposthume in my head, which I was very desirous to be unladen of and could imagine no fitter evacuation than this. Besides, I might not well refrain, for one must needs scratch where it itches. I was not a little offended with this malady. Shall I say my mistress, quote, melancholy, unquote, my Egeria, or my Malus genius? And for that cause, as he that is stung with a scorpion, I would expel clavum clavo, comfort one sorrow with another, idleness with idleness, make an antidote out of that which was the prime cause of my disease. Or as he did, of whom Felix Plater speaks, that thought he had some of Aristophanes' frogs in his belly, still crying, Greek, Greek, coax, coax, oop, oop, and for that cause studied physics seven years, and traveled over most part of Europe to ease himself. To do myself good, I turned over such physicians as our libraries would afford, or my private friends in part, and have taken this pains. And why not? Cardin prospethes he wrote his book, The Consolation, after his son's death to comfort himself. So did Tully write of the same subject with like intent after his daughter's departure, if it be his at least, or some impostors put out in his name, which Lipsius probably suspects. Concerning myself, I can peradventure affirm with Marius and Sallust, quote, that which others hear or read of, I felt and practiced myself. They get their knowledge by books, I mine by melancholizing, unquote. Something I can speak out of experience. I would help others out of a fellow feeling, and, as that virtuous lady did of old, quote, being a leper herself, bestow all her portion to build an hospital for lepers, unquote. I will spend my time and knowledge, which are my greatest fortunes, for the common good of all. And that is today's reading, and I hope to join you again tomorrow. Have a good night. Bye-bye.